Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everybody. This is Jeremy Evans, your host of Believe in Sports Law via the Believe Podcast Network. Today is Monday, September 28th, 2020. Hope that you had a wonderful weekend. Today we have a great show. We're going to be talking about a move that uh, Major League Baseball has made to sign a national contract with uh, Turner Broadcasting System, uh, TBS, in other words, or Turner Sports. And it's all about um, uh, a sort of small little uh, caveat that um, uh, we'll get into that was not really sort of highlighted much uh, by the press, but I think it's something that uh, we're going to spend a little bit of time about talking today, and I think it's an important point. But before we get into that, we're going to go to a quick commercial break, highlight our great sponsor, and uh, as soon as we get back from that, we will get into the content of the show. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might, might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. And there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. So thank you again to uh, betonline.ag. That's our sponsor for the show and and for the Believe Podcast Network. So really excited about that. So let's get into the content, folks. So we're talking about Turner Broadcasting Systems, TBS, other words, or Turner Sports. They recently signed a eight billion, or sorry, a uh, eight billion. Oh, that'd be a lot of money. A three billion dollar deal uh, with Major League Baseball, and there's a lot of history to this. You know, obviously TBS has been around, and they've in the past have broadcasted, and I still believe they broadcast Atlanta Braves games. And this is why, growing up, a lot of folks in let's say California or across the country would always get these things where you know you you would know the Atlanta Braves lineup or know what they were doing because they were broadcast on TBS, which was a national, um, you know, carrier, right? But you wouldn't necessarily see other teams unless they were playing, you know, the Braves. And of course this came became important when uh, teams really started to focus more and more on regional deals where like, for example, the Dodgers have, you know, the spectrum deal, and uh, so if unless you had Spectrum, you can only watch the games there. But uh, there's some fascinating history of this, which we'll get into. But I think overall, the point that I want to get across is that I think baseball finally has gotten it right with this new deal with TBS, which we'll be getting into. So there's a book that I think uh, our listeners should check out, and I think it's a fantastic book. And it's called Bottom of the Ninth, uh, Branch Ricky, Casey Stengel, and the Daring Scheme to save baseball from itself. And it's by an author named Michael Shapiro. And the author explains really the history of baseball with a focus on the 1960s era to current, but really with a focus on the 1960s. And that may seem boring at first, but I think it's fascinating because it really sets up what what was going to eventually become the National Football League and sort of its 
um, really expands into the American mindset uh, and in turn taking away from the prominence of America's national pastime, which was baseball or Major League Baseball. And this book is really a great read for those who are interested in the path and growth of the NFL and Major League Baseball uh, and, and really into where the industry stands today uh, in terms of both of those sports and sports in general. It's also, you know, frankly, a, a wonderful collection of stories on the characters of baseball, uh, guys like Casey Stengel and um, general managers like Branch Rickey, who had a wonderful career with the Brooklyn Dodgers, uh, but also had a wonderful career with the St. Louis Cardinals and also with the Pittsburgh Pirates. So um, really uh, two iconic characters. And again, a great book. It's called Bottom of the Ninth, Branch Rickey, Casey Stengel, and a Daring Scheme to Save Baseball from Itself. And that title is really telling because this TBS deal, uh, I think, goes back to this, and we'll get into that now. So uh, there was an article that I read recently through The Hollywood Reporter, and it was um, really highlighting the Turner Broadcasting System TBS deal with Major League Baseball for $3 billion dollars. Now, obviously, that's a large dollar figure, and and it's a significant increase in total value uh, compared to years past. And it uh, highlights, again, the upward trajectory of uh, copyright value in licensing live sports broadcast. There was one point in this that I think really sort of struck a financial and business chord with me. And that is that TBS is going to be airing a weekly national broadcast uh, on Tuesdays. And it's not just going to be Braves games. It's going to be, you know, they'll probably just do like ESPN has done, you know, where it's, you know, uh, the two hottest teams or whatever. However, the schedule is done. And usually they do this in advance, right? So um, it could be the two hottest teams in the summer or sorry, in terms of the fall when they sort of, uh, when teams are trading and, acquiring players and this sort of thing. But um, but again, they're going to be national broadcast on Tuesdays, and there's some significance to this. Uh, this is a weekly evening when no other major sports are being broadcasted. Now, previously, ESPN, TBS, and other major networks have tried, you know, let's say Sunday Night Baseball or even Monday Night Baseball. But both of those days compete with the NFL time and fans um, particularly in September and October, which is really the highlighted time for baseball in terms of its lead up to the postseason. So, um, and then of course Saturdays are really dominated by college football uh, viewership. So the question, you know, has to be, you know, you know, sort of begs to be, you know, answered, and that's why did baseball take so long to pick Tuesday uh, to make a national stance? And I think the Shapiro book that we talked about. Bottom of the Ninth, Branch Rickey, Casey Stingle, and the Daring Scheme to save, save Baseball from Itself by Michael Shapiro, I think highlights that and provides some insight. You know, baseball had once been the national pastime, and it was a national pastime really when other sports competition was non-existent. You know, baseball had a run from essentially the early 1900s and even the late, 18, uh, late 1800s all the way into... Um, the 1950s and 60s of being a dominant game. And obviously basketball and football, particularly football in the 1960s, began to get a national exposure, which we'll get into. And this will all tie together uh, sort of uh, very interestingly. 
So again, baseball had had this national exposure. Uh, there was even nationally broadcast games. And um, for then, for some reason, baseball decided to take the regional approach and they allowed individual baseball clubs to sign uh, television broadcast deals while the NFL signed national deals along with uh, national sponsorships. Part of this has to do with team ownership and team and league structure. The NFL commissioner is far more powerful, let's say, than the Major League Baseball commissioner in terms of the way that uh, the rules and policies are set out and what, what the commissioner can do for each of those leagues. There's also the league owners in the NFL uh, and the MLB have a lot uh, a lot of power, but especially in Major League Baseball. Whereas, I guess you could almost say Major League Baseball has a states' rights approach, with the states represented by the teams, and the NFL has a sort of federal federalism approach, where the central government is focused with the NFL or the commissioner. And you know, so ultimately, the team owners wanted to sign their own broadcast deals to make more money, versus let's say the NFL, where they sign a national deal and then spread that money out amongst the teams. So uh, just two different models. I think the NFL obviously has seen a lot of popularity, and it is by far maybe uh, the most popular league, at least currently, although the NBA is gaining on that, I think is number two at this point. Um, But that's sort of the history, and that's kind of uh, what the Shapiro book kind of talks about. Now, looking back to the 1960s, you know, football was really looking at signing up some West Coast teams, uh, which was via the sort of the startup American Football League or AFL with teams like the Chargers and the Raiders, and eventually did bring those teams into the fold under a national broadcast model. So it was not only to go from coast to coast, from Pacific to the Atlantic, but it was also, and really from Canada down to the Gulf, but it was also sort of um, this idea of having a national broadcast model for the NFL. Now, Branch Rickey, who was, uh, you know, obviously famous baseball exec, as we talked about earlier on, in, earlier on in this podcast, he had been out of baseball for a little bit. He was a little bit older at this time. I think he was in his seventies or his eighties at this point, and you know, he really wanted to see baseball come back into Manhattan. And he created the tried to create the New York Mets with um, a guy named Mr. Shea, who eventually was the stadium Shea Stadium was named after, and he was, I think, the mayor of uh, Queens, I think, at the time. And um, so he tried to come in and was trying to get the Mets in there. And you know, sort of a little side note there: the the Mets colors is actually a combination of the Dodgers and the Giants, between the orange and the blue. Because uh, both the Giants and the Dodgers had left to California by this time. Well, he sort of branched Ricky thought a little bit broader, and he thought, well, let's bring in, uh, let's start a new league let's uh, for baseball. Let's bring in other teams. And he was looking at Houston and Denver, Los Angeles, Minnesota, and Toronto. And he really wanted to start a third professional baseball league to complement the American and National League under the Major League Baseball roof. Now, Bear in mind that in the past, the American National League both had separate commissioners, and it wasn't until later on that really they became one league under the Major League Baseball. Um, and then sort of like, there was two different leagues in terms of names, but it was really under one roof. But early on, that was not the case. So Ricky was thinking, let's create this third league, and let's call it the Continental League. And he really wanted 
to sort of create this national model specific to Atlantic, you know, you know, Canada to the Gulf. And, um, and so not only in terms of, you know, geography, but also in terms of the national broadcast, he wanted to have this national exposure. The NFL ended up picking up on that model and using it and major league baseball, of course, did not. And the continental league never played a one game. Um, however, uh, major league baseball did incorporate and ended up adding the Houston Astros, Minnesota Twins, New York Mets, and eventually the Toronto Blue Jays in 1977, along with the Seattle Mariners, and then obviously the uh, the Los Angeles Angels or Anaheim Angels, which was initially a farm team uh, in the 1960s. Again, the Blue Jays didn't come along until 1977, but and that's sort of kind of a typical model. You look at the history of professional sports in this country: NHL, MLB, NBA. NFL, they all sort of started as competing leagues. You might have the American League versus the National League. Um, it, you know, initially, sort of the National League was considered the senior circuit because it came first. The point being is that the model has always been these startup leagues would would sort of try to compete, but then eventually they'd be absorbed by or teams in that league would be absorbed by um, the larger um, existing league. But this was Ricky's idea. Branch Ricky had the idea of baseball expansion, and it was through this Continental League, and it was this national model both in geography and in broadcast. So uh, that was the model that Ricky came about with or came up with, and the NFL took notice, and uh, they copied that model, and we can see their success from 1960s until now. Major League Baseball did not copy that model, and they again went with the regional sort of approach. And I think baseball, in some sense, has suffered uh, in in many ways from going with a regional model versus a national model. Now, so TBS's move to create a national weekly television event uh, when only baseball uh, is you know will be the major sport on television at the time, and again, not just Atlanta Braves baseball, which is a traditional partner broadcast partner of the Braves franchise. It's going to be you know essentially. I imagine you might have repeat teams that are more popular that play on the national broadcast, but essentially every you know, every team might have an opportunity to play or be highlighted through that. So it creates a national model. Uh, there's also going to be some digital uh, opportunities for content on the Bleacher Report app, which is owned by Turner Sports or TBS, which again adds to the national audience. And, you know, sort of considering context here, Americans are spending a lot more time at home, right, during the pandemic. So expectations are going to be really high for viewership numbers, especially when there's nothing else on TV for Tuesdays. I think it's a brilliant move. And again, sort of why did it take so long to do this? I think ultimately baseball had gone with the, you know, the sort of traditional model or not traditional model, but the regional model. And I think baseball has over the years been trying to crawl back some of those rights to move more towards a national model like the NFL does. Of course, the sort of elephant in the room here is, you know, baseball plays 162 game season versus the NFL plays six, 16 games in terms of you know per team. So NFL has has a, an easier job of competing for attention spans, right? You know, the, the Major League Baseball season is is longer in that way, but the TBS Tuesday Night Baseball is really a move in the right direction to nationalize the game of baseball and to really make it a national pastime again. And, you know, considering context again here, TBS is owned by Warner Media, 
which also owned HBO and TNT or uh, AT&T. So think about that as uh, this idea of, of availability of broadcast partners, availability of streaming, availability of distribution, right? Content is king, distribution is queen, and she wears the pants. You know, thank you, Jonathan Perelman, right? It's, it's this idea that uh, you can uh, have these additional resources. So the national and international profile opportunities for Major League Baseball are truly expanded by this. And I think, um, you know, Branch Rickey would be proud. And, you know, it's taken, uh, you know, uh, 60, 70 years to get to that point. But, you know, here we are, right? So, again, folks, thanks for listening in. That's our show for this week. Uh, we're talking about the national game and and uh, the national pastime of what is Major League Baseball and how this TBS deal has created Tuesday Night Baseball, which seemed like a major uh, or sort of minor reference in a in a larger deal of a $3 billion contract. But I think the biggest deal here is that they've really moved to uh, making baseball appear once a week on a national telecast on a night when no other sports are being played, uh, live sports anyway. So I think this is going to be fantastic for baseball. It's going to open up some additional opportunities. So thanks again, folks, for listening in. Uh, I'm your host, Jeremy Evans. This is Believe in Sports Law. Have a great week, and uh, thank you again. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 